So why does John describe the appearances and travels to the tomb in one way, and yet the other gospel writers appear to say it a little bit differently? My name's Chad Moore. I'm a minister to students and families here at McGregor, and this is Beyond the Notes. So as I was preaching and we were walking through John 20 yesterday and we got to the part where Mary saw the angels and had her brief exchange with them, I, I told you all I was going to be talking about a little bit more uh, during Beyond the Notes on how the Gospels harmonize together. Um, I decided not to, to take like a, <laughs> a two-hour journey through all the specific details and phrasing and all that. And honestly, uh, Russell Howard would do a much better job than me at that to begin with. You know, working with Russell Howard is like working with a walking, talking encyclopedia in a positive way. And, uh, you know, he just has, has so much knowledge there that I run things by him all the time. And so uh, instead of going more that long, drawn-out method, I was hoping to, to give you some some tips and, and some things to keep in mind and remember as you do come across some of these different gospel um, recollections of, uh, of what happened during the ministry of Jesus. And the first thing that we need to keep in mind is that now, we are in a very different culture than what than the culture in which these gospels were written. Now we are viewing these gospels and can't help but think as we read them from a very westernized mindset, and that we expect to see things written out and and communicated in ways that we communicate today, and yet we cannot thrust that system and that way of thinking and writing upon the gospels themselves. It was written in a very different time, written with more of an easternized way of thinking and way of communicating. And so that's right off the bat, that's the first thing that we need to keep in mind. And really, when it comes to approaching any biblical writing of, of trying to minimize our own reading into the text of what we would come to think of in terms of our, our current culture, and especially when it comes to the gospels as well. And so we do have, you know, we do have four gospels. We do have four um, different writings that follow the ministry of Jesus. And uh, another thing to, to keep in, uh, in consideration as we're studying those different gospels is that, is that they are written by different people for different purposes even, that Matthew, when he was writing his gospel, had certain things in mind, certain things he wanted to accentuate and communicate more so than other things. You know, Matthew follows these big sermons of Jesus and uses that as his framework, whereas you have Luke the physician going at it in a very, even I guess closest to the westernized way of thinking, um, somewhat method of trying to walk through the details and wants to write out things, making sure we have it right. And then you have John, you know, I mean, John is trying to communicate and desiring his people to come to faith in Christ so that you may know, right, as we've been hearing in some of our um, bumper videos on Sunday mornings, that he approaches it more thematically because he's trying to communicate certain things and accentuate certain items of Jesus' ministry from his perspective. He's also an older man. He's writing many, many years later than the other Gospels. And so in some ways, at times, John is actually assuming that his readers are aware of certain things that the other Gospel writers aren't assuming the same thing of. For example, you know, one of the things I came across in, um, in just this specific study on, on Mary in particular is that John doesn't spend the time describing who Mary is and explaining her to his readers like other Gospels. 
that he's assuming that there's already some sort of baseline understanding of, of things like who this Mary Magdalene is. And so taking that into consideration and understanding that there's a difference there, you know, there's a reason the synoptics are called the synoptics and John is set aside, <laughs> that John approaches it differently. He approaches it more with more of that thematic mindset um, and so we do expect to see some differences when it comes to John as compared to the other the other gospel writers. And, and not that the other gospel writers are on the same page when it comes to chronology and the mapping out of events. Um, there are times when, when other ones kind of switch things out of order. And we know it's switched out of order. But again... With our westernized mind, we have to remind ourselves that that they are not writing to us. They are writing to people in their day and accentuating things that they want their people to understand and see. So John assumes certain things like that. John's also, because he's more thematic driven and and almost more more poetic, or definitely more poetic at times, you know, sometimes the way he lays something out has much less to do with the chronology of something and more with where he wants to focus in the point of his message. And so specifically in our our passage yesterday, that entire um, that entire section of scripture, that entire first eighteen verses of of John twenty, uh, follows what's called a chiastic structure, and so, you know, I was asked by someone after service, you know, how do we um, how do we harmonize the fact that Mary is is mentioned with other women and having a more extensive conversation and hearing different things from the angel on one gospel compared to this gospel of John. Um, well, part of that is some people would say that that Mary was at the tomb twice. They would say, well, she was there, you know, in verses one was different. I'd say a totally different trip than verse eleven. I believe it's what. Let me make sure on that. Yeah, when she goes is back there on um, in verse eleven, and maybe the other women were there with her in verse eleven, because just because John says. Mary was there and Mary said this doesn't mean that there weren't anybody, any other people there. One of the gospels only mentions one angel while other ones mentioned two. Well, if there were two, then there was one. And highlighting just that one doesn't make it a conflict with another one that highlights two. Because when you have these conversations from different perspectives, it can um, we, we have to keep in mind even things that we talk about today. And if I was to um, take a group of students to go see um, one of the the new uh, movies out, and and then get their own individual recollections of what that movie was about and what and what happened in that movie, I'd have some different versions, and yet all of them could still be entirely true. And so looking at those uh, at that Mary um, narrative there of, of being there and then she runs away and tells them and then she's back towards the end, that chiastic structure um, that, I, that I mentioned that I kind of got pulled away from, it talks about like an ABBA or an ABCBA or an ABCDCBA where you can kind of, where um, it's a structure that, that can be common in, um, in biblical writings and other Jewish writings. And so what we see in this structure, where I refer, the reason I refer to it as a chiastic structure is because we start with Mary, then we have a reference to Simon, Peter, and John, then we have a reference to Peter, then we have a reference to, um, or sorry, then we have a reference to John, and then Peter, and then John, and then Peter and John again, and then Mary on the, on the other end. And so those... Um, those references to those individual groupings sets up this structure that even if Mary had made that made only one trip to the tomb based on how John is writing and how he is approaching his gospel, his structure has more to do with highlighting 
the message of what he's communicating with, and he's less interested or less worried about communicating a chronological narrative of what exactly is transpiring. Now, obviously, parts of it are chronological, but those are some of the things we have to keep in mind as we're looking at these different Gospels, that if... Um, that one just references Mary, another one references Mary and and Salome and and, and the other ones that um, that both of those can be speaking of the same group of people at times. And so, like I said, I didn't want to get too too down in the, in the weeds and and just talk for uh, for hours about um, the specific phrases and and all those aspects. If you um, if you have questions about that, I encourage you to email russell.howard at mcgregor.net. <laughs> like I said, um, you know he he explains these types of things so well, but hopefully. Hopefully that helps you with a, a, um, a better understanding of how to approach these Gospels. And there are commentaries and commentaries of the different perspectives and possible answers that are laid out, because sometimes we simply don't have enough, enough information to know exactly how to reconcile different versions of the story. And yet, just because there's a different perspective being given doesn't mean that one is false or that they are in outright conflict to the point that only one of them must be true. As we study scripture through our lives, there are many times in which we're going to have to balance a tension between things and just admit at times that we simply don't have all the information necessary to understand exactly what this particular meaning of this phrase or this sentence are. There's a number of very difficult to understand verses in scripture. And actually, whether you recognized it or not, in my study for, for yesterday morning, verse 17, and what specifically is meant by the different phrases and wording is one of the more difficult to explain verses in scripture. And yet to us, reading it broad, um, in broad strokes, it seems pretty straightforward what he's communicating. And so there's so many, so much depth. There's so many levels that you can do as you're studying scripture and, and, and digging in and understanding what is being communicated and what the, the one meaning is of each passage and, and in each um, teach teaching of scripture, because there is one meaning. There can be multiple implications and, and applications of that piece of scripture, but there is one meaning that's meant to the original audience in the original, um, from the original writer to that audience. So hopefully you found this um, beneficial. Maybe you've um, learned a couple things or been reminded of a couple things for how you should be approaching uh, these these gospels, understanding the the harmonization, and uh, as we continue to learn together and walking through the Gospel of John. If you found it helpful and you'd like to share this podcast or others that we have with somebody, um, by all means share um, share the podcast with them. But join us again next week as we are continuing down the final stretch of our study in John. <laughs>